You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Well, what do we talk about in this show, man? Oh, we're going to talk a little bit about drag racing and uh, Mini Coopers. Mini yeah. Cooper GP. And a little controversy over the world speed record. First, I'll tell you about chemical guys. You want your car to look great, right? You got a passion for shine. Need to check out Chemical Guys, one of the top brands in auto detailing for over 20 years. They want to teach you how to use their products. So you can visit one of their detailed garage locations around the country, take classes, talk to their online, I should say talk to their on-site team experts as well, or you check out their YouTube channel, learn on your own. Over a thousand how-to videos, more than just products. They've built a community. So if you're really into cars, And you have to be if you're listening to this show. And uh, you want to uh, give it a weekend wash or you want to give it a professional detail, you got to go with Chemical Guys. Chemical Guys help you find your passion and make it shine. Right, Matt? Yeah, just visit chemicalguys.com slash carcast and use carcast for 20% off your first order. That's chemicalguys.com slash carcast. Let's face it. In today's uncertain times, simple conversations about your health can have powerful results. There's something you are likely eating every day. It can negatively affect your waistline, complexion, and overall health. On the Dr. Gundry podcast, Stephen Gundry, a renowned cardiothoracic surgeon and New York Times best-selling author cuts through the BS to help you make better health choices. You have the ability to heal yourself if you give yourself the right ingredients to do it with. Dr. Gundry has spent the last 20 years empowering people around the world to help reverse and prevent some of our most serious ailments through the power of diet and lifestyle changes. You will change 90% of you. You will be a brand new you. Tune in to the Dr. Gundry podcast to start your health journey. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Because I'm Dr. Gundry, and I'm always looking out for you. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get on mandate. Get it on. And welcome to CarCast. Matt McCarl, it's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea. Hello, how are you? Over there. I got thoughts. Uh, Why don't you uh, do your 15 Dodge and we'll get into it. Yeah, we all know that Dodge means horsepower and muscle, but did you know that J.D. Power just ranked Dodge? Just ranked Dodge number one for initial quality. Thanks, Chris. J.D. Power also named Dodge the automotive company with the best driver appeal for mass market brands. So there's never been a better time to join the Brotherhood of Muscle. See your local Dodge dealer today or visit Dodge.com. So uh, first thought, I was looking on a bring a trailer this morning, Mm -hmm. and I saw that a red Ferrari Daytona sold for, I think it was $425. Could have been four fifteen. I think it was four twenty five, and I just marvel at that car because that this one was like a little bit rough or unrestored or whatever. But that car has not moved from a price standpoint in ten years. Mm-hmm. It's a front engine V twelve Ferrari. That's a kind of cool car. Yeah, you know, it's not a slabby kind of weird. 70s kind of yeah, yeah. kind of thing or the front headlights aren't weird you know or doesn't have that long tail end like the two plus two whatever does it's kind of cool looking 
it's you know in in its time it probably went 172 miles an hour or something like that like 1969 can't figure why those things won't move they they were 500 grand 10 years ago they popped up a little and if you would have told me 10 years ago you could get one for 500 i've said yeah 10 years from now there'll be 1 million bucks yeah they just won't move and as a matter of fact i don't think vintage ferraris really are are moving you know save the high-end 250 california spiders and shit like that you know yeah and i i think where the money is is the new ferraris like the super ferraris you know yeah there's been it's been interesting because we've seen that happen at some of the big auctions as well is some of the the new supercars mc12 some of the new ferraris la ferrari you know, to some extent, McLaren P1, uh, getting good, you know, Ford GT, you know, both the, whatever, the 05 and the new one, all mm-hmm. getting pretty pretty decent money. There's been oh, a lot more trading of that, it l- seems like. Lambos are getting back in the picture. Yeah. There's been some Muras that have yeah. won over a million bucks. There was that 4.4, you know, yeah. SV1, which uh, I don't know what the story with that one was. Speaking of Lamborghinis, when I went over to visit Tom Nelson uh, Racing Engines, he's building... Uh, somebody a, a a Lamborghini Diablo that wants a twin turbo Diablo, and he's doing his whole thing on the engine. The mirror, just just the engine is just down to the block, and he's rebuilding the whole thing up, and he's designing the turbo kit, and it's welded under the throttle body. It's just like, oh, it's gorgeous! It's gorgeous. I know I it'll never work, I but it's still cool. The engine will, oh, the engine will, will work. Will work yeah, fine. I just I don't know about the. Diablo right. for it. It seems the Diablo. It's kind of tube framey. It's kind of rough riding, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I don't know. But I, maybe they just wanted to make a crazy race car with it. But the engine is fantastic. I know he's super proud of it because it's. You know, he's doing all of his details and the powder coating and all this stuff on it. It's just yeah. awesome. His mirror image turbos and love that. <laughs> and it's and and he's posting a few things on his Instagram now. And he's like doing work on this Diablo engine. It's coming along great. It's gorgeous. How do you mirror image the turbo? Do you flip the propeller and the impeller? Yeah, so he, he's got a patent on it, and then I believe Turbonetics or Precision Turbo, whoever we went and visited, I think they're the same company, they make it for him. But yeah, he had to basically sort of flip everything and uh, come up with that that mirror engine, engine uh, mirror image turbo. And when you go around and you look at all the crate engines he's building and he's got mm-hmm. shipping out and getting ready to go. And you see the various stages. You're like, I don't know why we didn't think of this before. It looks so good. Like, yeah. The package looks so good. So much symmetry and everything to it. The, um, let's see, the 610s, sorry, 610, 510 tranny swap is, is underway. Uh, the flywheels are different. Of course they are. So we're going to need a, new clutch setup or something, or we're going to have to drill out one of them and make them work or whatever it is. But the the 510 should be down and ready to go with the tranny that we want in it uh, pretty soon. So about, a, I don't know, a month, month or so away from the race? When's the race? Beginning of December? Yeah, it's the beginning of December. I don't remember if it's like 4th or 7th or something like that. Uh, yeah, something like but, that. Yeah, in Laguna Seca. So that'll be fun to go back up there and get that car now we got a few bugs worked out yeah 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 a few bugs yeah <laughs> well self-imposed bugs we did it to ourselves uh but anyway so 
so you know it's 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 funny because uh the very the, the way life works is i i go uh Sean, put some screens over those stacks, and mm-hmm. we put the screens over the stacks, and we would have just shown up at the race, and then Jim or someone would have looked at it and went, no, nah, you don't want to do that. We would have just taken them off yeah. and race. But now had to get the proper air filter yeah. and not drill the holes and put it on the day before we left. So hopefully we'll be able to get our rim situation uh, worked out, our lug situation worked out, which is a little little bum rush last time. I didn't get it done right. And uh, get the right tires, rims, light rims on there that uh, we want. Get our filter, air filter stuff worked out. But most importantly, get that transmission in the car. Yeah, but I feel good about it now. I feel like we did that first outing. We never really test cars. <laughs> I have opportunity to, yeah. to get out there and do a lot of testing. That was kind of an opportunity to do some testing. So this is the real race. December. Yeah, and, and look uh, – Getting a one forty seven nine 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 really only driving the car in one one session. Yeah, respectable. Yeah, I'm, I'm I I uh, think maybe uh, when we get the thing to get that new transmission in there and get the car dialed in a little, you know, maybe we can maybe we can get it at one forty six nine 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 something, which would be fine. Yeah, I don't remember the last time you drove the six ten, but. As far as we know, the transmission is in good shape. There wasn't really. I think I drove it at uh, Road Atlanta last time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the transmission works fine. Yeah, good. So, uh, and uh, also, I think the way that 510 is set up, finally, and uh, maybe it's an emotional thing for me, but I can finally finally able to get a little heel-toe action in on it, which uh, (laughs) does does make a difference. All right, so other things to talk about. Um, I'm looking down at the Mini Cooper uh, Works GP. I also saw on Bring a Trailer uh, this morning as well that they, they sold a Mini Cooper 06 uh, GP, which I love those cars. Uh, one sold for twenty five grand. Um, that's a car to, to collect. I think, uh, as we always talk about, is the NSX's go up as the z cars go up you know you start looking around oh chris is fast today man things up there you start looking around for other other investment cars you know so maybe the maybe the supras get got a little a little too expensive for you or maybe uh, the yeah. nsx a little too expensive for you maybe some of these cars are starting to get a little too expensive but that uh that mini gp i I swear, I think they only made like 375 of them or something. They made a real small batch of that car. Minis are fun as hell. And they were lightweight. I think they were like 2,850 pounds compared to 3,150 pounds for like a normal Mini. 415 delivered to the U.S. Um, They didn't – yeah, they don't have a back seat. They have a strut bar back there where the back seat is or was. Um it's Mini Coopers are fun. I had an S. I had like the first generation S with the supercharger on it before they put the turbos on it. And that car, you could throw that car around. It's yeah. just a fun car, fun car to drive and, and big inside and just a good time. That GP, you said 450 in the US? Four, 
Four fifty. Four fifteen, sir. Four fifteen. They they made three thousand worldwide for the. That's oh, it. That Total. was it. Yeah, but that's a that's a pretty limited. Pretty limited run. So yeah. The, the rumor on the GP, the next version of the GP could be electric. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't I don't hate this idea because it's a small, lightweight car. And mm-hmm. if you give it, you know, the torque mm-hmm. that you could get out of, you know, it'd be interesting if it was all-wheel drive, which we don't need, a, you know, we don't need, uh, you know, we could do it with electric motors now. We don't, mm-hmm. right, we don't right. need like a, like a four-wheel drive system in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that little car, if it was all-wheel drive with really good low-end torque from an electric motor, I think that would be a blast to, to throw around, especially a small track like mm-hmm. Streets of Willow. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, Streets <laughs> would be great in that car. Right? That would be fun. What's Lotus doing? Lotus has uh, – uh, I just drove one of their Lotus. Lotus um, made a big comeback for 10 minutes and feel like – I feel like when they did the Avora or whatever it is yeah, they did, they, they just kind of they just kind of lost their way there. Uh, well, the other thing they're doing right now is they've got this uh, electric supercar that's coming out. The mm. Avija, I think it's the Avija. Mm. Uh, so when is that coming out? I don't know, but it's we saw it teased at at the Quail mm-hmm. uh, a, over a year ago, a little over a year ago now. And now it's being tested. I think I saw it being uh, – Lotus released a video of them driving it and their engineer talking about it while driving it on a test track. Mm-hmm. And then I think they did some testing at the, at the Nürburgring recently. So it is happening. It seems mm-hmm. like it's definitely moving forward. And it's, it's, it's impressive. Yeah. That it seems impressive. A lot of thought into that. The battery is sort of – Kind of vertical and behind the the driver and passenger, mm-hmm. really just all about putting it with the, where the weight needs to be. You know, some cool things like that. So Produ- production set to begin early mid two thousand twenty one. All right, let me tell you about uh, Chemical Guys. If you want your car to look great, you have a passion for shine, you need to check out Chemical Guys, one of the top brands of auto detailing products for over twenty years. Uh, they want to teach you the right way to use their products. They don't want to just sell you the product. They want to sell you the product and then have you use it properly and then get the results you wanted and then buy more product. That's good business. You can check out their YouTube channel and can learn on your own. Uh, thousands of how-to videos, more than just products. They built a community over there. They're the chemical guys. Uh, chemical guys. You can go there and uh, find your passion and make it shine. Right, Matt? Yeah, just visit chemicalguys.com slash carcast. Use code carcast. You'll get 20% off your first order. So just go to chemicalguys.com slash carcast. Again, that code is carcast. All right. So uh, what else in the car world? So anyway, the, the Mini Cooper was kind of, uh, uh, kind of interesting as well. And then what's going on right now um, – is the SEMA show, virtual SEMA show. Mm-hmm. They're giving it a shot. So it's still, you get your credentials, you get your media passes, you log in, and uh, a lot of the manufacturers are trying to put some information online, some videos and some flyers of here, some of the new products that we're releasing. And then I scrolled through SEMA's like new product showcase to see kind of what was new that was going out there. Uh, it seems like, a lot of emphasis on the off-road market. I, I I credit things like, you know, Jeep doing well and Gladiator coming out and Raptor getting so much attention and, and then, you know, Dodge wanting to compete with them. But just a ton of 
of off-road things. Anything you can imagine you need for a truck, suspension, mm-hmm. you know, winches, lights, all that stuff is is out there for sure. Ford has even yeah, their Ford Performance catalog has stepped up. The Bronco's not even out yet, and they're releasing new products going, oh, here's the tubular sort of roll bar-ish kind of d- door you can get for the, you know, directly from Ford in their catalog. And uh, interesting stuff in the supercharger world. I saw a lot of new supercharger packages coming out um, for things like Nissan Titan and Armada and, of course, all the muscle cars, Jeeps. Uh, all the small trucks, big trucks, uh, supercharging is it seems is turning out to be the easiest way to add horsepower. Mm-hmm. And companies like Edelbrock and Magnuson and Vortec and Procharger, they all have kits to it. Uh, so there's a lot of cool uh, new stuff and parts being announced at SEMA for that as well. And then one of the other things that I noticed was Edelbrock does so much more than just superchargers. So it made sense for them – to offer what they're calling a supercharger top-end package. So instead of just going to the supercharger company, you can buy the supercharger from them, and it comes with a matching cam upgrade and maybe some valve spring upgrades and a tune to go with it. And uh, so it just makes it a little different. What about an intake? (laughs) Yes, there's (laughs) plenty of intakes every time. Edelbrock, Edelbrock started with intakes, right? The intake manifolds, yeah. Yeah, and then they eventually bought the carburetors. I think it was Carter. Yeah, it's interesting because I keep saying, you know, I keep I keep saying like everyone goes, "Where's the society going?" And I go, "Well, safe spaces and octagons. Those those half the people are going to the safe spaces. Uh-huh. The pussies are going there, and then the <laughs> other dudes are doing like tough mutters and MMA training yeah. and this whole SEMA." With the whole off-road thing. Yeah. And Dodge coming out with their, what is their? The TRX. The TRX and all the Raptor shit. And everyone's got some 900 horsepower Hummer, whatever. That's that's what's driving it. As, it as we become bigger pussies as a nation, <laughs> half the people just go, fuck this. I'm getting a TRX. Right. And it's interesting because a lot of the components, too, are components for your vehicles to get away, to to escape and do all the off-roady stuff. What I mean is, is like there's tents and coolers and survival gear and, right. and and like now more than ever, like RV rentals are like at an all-time all-time high, and people are traveling and just like getting away from the COVID thing. But going, I don't want to sit home. I don't want to do shit. If I'm going to zoom to my job, I'm going to zoom. From you know, from Yosemite, <laughs> you yeah. Know, like, why not but I, I, zoom from an airstream? I'm not really <laughs> working the go out and see nature angle. I'm saying the <clears throat> when um, when Gavin Newsom says, you know, no more cars, internal combustion cars sold in California for yeah. two hundred in in 2035. All the dudes go fucking. I'm getting a Raptor now. Getting a Raptor, yeah. Right. That's just. <laughs> It, it's it's a reaction. It's a it's a reaction to being pushed one way. You're you're absolutely right. As as soon as you start to threaten to take away something from us, we want it more. And it is kind of cool to see some of the car companies respond and going, yeah, yeah. Tesla's doing their thing, and Gavin Newsom wants everybody to drive a, a, an electric car. And then Dodge says, we want a factory built nine second car that we're going right. to sell to you for eighty five grand. Right. <laughs> Right, you know, and then people are like, "Yeah, we want them," and they're buying them. Just you can't keep them on a lot. Like, 
Right. You can't make them fast enough. And they're not making 500. They're making thousands of them. Everybody wants them. Yeah. TRX is sold out in a day. Really? <laughs> I wonder how many units they sold. I don't know. And speaking of Bronco even, right? 190,000 pre-orders reported so far on the Bronco. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that Ford sold 78,000 Mustangs last year, and that's a successful number for them. 190,000 Bronco pre-orders. So they sold 78,000 Mustangs yeah. last year. Yeah, around that number. And um, almost 200,000 Broncos yeah. pre-ordered. Right. <laughs> Old car. Like off-road. Now, all these guys, I mean, a small percentage of these guys are going to actually take these cars off-road. Yeah. They're just making a statement. Yeah. They're just it going. Looks cool and it looks fun and you can personalize it. You can do. Right. You know, like if you, you know, we kind of say this too, like how much time you've, you've actually said it multiple times. You should get the nicest car you can afford, the nicest bed and the biggest TV. Because between those three things, how much time do you spend right. with all, with those three things? So, right? right. So why right. not have some fun with those three things? And I, I think on some level, you know, maybe people buying Bronco, it's not going to be the daily driver, but they kind of like the idea of, of, of having it and going mm-hmm. out on the weekends or the weather's nice. Out here, the weather's nice pretty much all the time. So mm-hmm. it's easy to take a, you know, the top off of a convertible or a truck or head to the beach or go to the mountains or do whatever and mm. have some fun with it. But Oh, I'm looking down the uh, run list. The uh, top speed record is being challenged by the public? What's yeah, that mean? so the... Uh, the SSC Tutara mm-hmm. set that land speed record that, you know, the top speed record, 331 miles an hour. And uh, several people called out the video saying, we've seen some discrepancies. I don't know if it's editing or what's going on, but the GPS is showing different numbers and the car is showing different numbers. And, hmm. and uh, you know, there was three, I believe three guys especially that kind of called it out and said, you know, we, we'd like to see some more information. We're not sure. This was done. So after all of that happening, uh, Jared, uh, I believe his name is, the owner or president of SSC, put out a, a, a good video. He was, he was smart. He was well done. And he said – basically he said, I'm sorry. We build cars. We don't build production equipment. I, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't know. We, we dropped the ball on that. He goes, I want to rerun the car because I can stand by the car. That's what I do. I build the cars. And he goes, so – the the guys that called it out, especially the first three guys, come on out, bring whatever you want. And then I'm calling all the GPS manufacturers. I'm getting redundancy in there. I want their tech people on site, mm-hmm. like whatever it takes to get this done the right way. We're just going to do it again. And I think that was the best answer so far. And he's saying, you should call me out. That's the whole point of putting out a world record video is you should – uh, you know, pick it apart and make sure it's accurate and whatever. He goes, but now that that's been done, we want to invite everybody out there. We want, uh, you know, the timing uh, uh, hardware. We want, you know, two, three versions of it in there for, mm-hmm. for, for different companies. And we want the tech guys there going, it's working correctly. We're done it right. I think live stream it all as well. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be like a fancy edited. We're going to throw to the booth for commentating. And then here... Travis Pastrano is going to jump a hotel. Like, let's cut to Travis. Like, let's just let's just do it, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I was sort of thinking about it. Yeah. And by the way, that's the way you handle a controversy. You go, we'll do it again. Come on down. 
Right. That's the way to do it versus none of your beeswax, you know. Also, this partly answers the question. If the car didn't really do it and he was faking it, right. he'd, be, he'd be yelling about the video going, yeah, you guys are full of shit. The video's fine I'm, and blah, yeah. blah, blah. I'm already, no, he's saying, now the car's going to do it again. Let's just I'm do it already, again. You wouldn't, for me, you don't have to do it again. Like, yeah. I've, I'm satisfied. <laughs> but it does kind of beg the question of if you did it, if you were using like a conventional style like speed trap kind of thing where would you place it you know like how would they figure out where that car would be going at its top speed i mean i know they can figure a lot of it out yeah well so now they probably have some of that information because they ran it the first time but also they i it's a good question i don't know if they were Trying to get to that three thirty, three thirty one, whatever three hundred mark, uh, you know, no matter what. Or there's there's some amount of road. They're saying, right. hey, we we've closed off two miles. You need to hit it within one point five miles because you right. need you need a mile and a half to to get down. So regardless, there's. I don't know, flags and radios and timers and all sorts of mm-hmm. things happening going, you got to shut it down at this mark, regardless of how fast you're going. You could be doing mm-hmm. 220 or 320. Like, you got to shut it down because we're going to run out of road. Right. Or, we, or simply we didn't pay for the permit for the next mile. Right. Who knows what? So I, I imagine there's some version of that happening. You know, and I, I don't know how you even. You know, some of that filming, I guess you can get a plane out there, you get a helicopter out there. I think they did some of that. Drones, and you can't get a 300-mile-an-hour drone. You need a jet. No, you need a jet, yeah. <laughs> you can't get almost nothing propped. They're pretty pretty close to nothing yeah. with a prop on it once you're getting over that speed. So, all right, look forward to that. Um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm excited that they're going to try it again. Obviously, you want them to, to do it and be safe about it, but, uh, you know— also, you know what? All they did is just create a whole bunch more PR for this whole thing, right? I wonder who makes their tires. It's got to be. I mean, obviously, they're custom. Yeah. They're not TAs. Somebody makes them. But I wonder if somebody who makes them, it's it's probably like Goodyear and the Goodyear uh, Aeronautical Division or something. Goodyear, Pirelli, Michelin. They must, they, yeah. they must all make uh, tires for... For aircraft, and that must be the same technology they well, use, I guess. We have a lot of racing, right? When we can make tires for that. If you imagine, you know, some of the fastest cars that run at Le Mans, I mean, it's not 331, but it's 230. And then, and then you run it on wets, right? Mm-hmm. You've got, you've got, yeah, you've got groove tires. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um, what's the fastest speed at the last Le Mans, Max Pata? Because I know they put the chicane in the Molson a long time ago, and to keep the speeds down, I think the speeds, I think the top speed may have been faster in 1972 than it was in 2012, just because of the chicane. I feel like Michelin has the tire, or Michelin already sells it and goes, oh, you know what, this, you know, pilot cup sport, blah, 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 already does it. But you know, you you put it on fairly fresh. You take it off when you're done. You don't you don't get ten thousand miles out of it or whatever. You know, like mm-hmm. we inspect the tires or something like that. There's probably All right. something out there. That so does here's it. the trivia: Are the speeds faster now? Of course, there's a chicane. 
or were they faster in like 1972? Right. It's, it's sort of like drag racing. Like when we ha- when we raced the full quarter mile mm-hmm. 30 years ago, how fast did we go? Then right. we shortened it to 1,000 feet because the cars were going fast and was getting unsafe. R- right. And now they're already up to 330 miles an hour in, in under the, four seconds in and 1,000 feet. Incredible. <laughs> All right. We'll uh, give Chris a minute to yeah. buy that, okay. to buy him a little time. Overcrest Podcast, automotive journalist Chris Cleewell and perpetual optimist Jake Solberg discuss cars, car culture, obscure motoring histories like, I don't know, the speed at Le Mans, 1971, and uh, changing automotive landscape. Twice a week, they interview industry experts and historical automotive figures and give their commentary on the latest news in the car world. They specialize in deep dives into obscure automotive history. They're uh, Porsche guys, so we like them. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a half a Porsche guy. Yeah, well, you got a couple of them now. I said to my son the other day, how many Porsches do I own? He's like, one? I'm like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, but Just they're passionate about the all <laughs> automotive culture. So uh, three is the proper answer. Be sure to check these guys out. Just search Overcrest. Overcrest anywhere you check out podcasts. Yeah, that uh, you have been kind of chomping at the bit at, bit at it, and uh, I've been kind of chomping at the bit at at bringing that uh, Porsche Cup car, that uh, Le Mans Petit Le Mans or American Le Mans car that uh, Newman did. Newman drove at uh, Road Atlanta in a mm-hmm. six hour race because mm-hmm. that just seems like a fun car. Yeah, to drive. I don't know. What what's coming up at Laguna Seca? I know we got a B sedan run group. I I don't know if there are other run groups. Yeah, I don't know. Haven't heard anything about it yet. Haven't heard anything about it. Uh, Max Bata. All right. So the chicane. So a little history. So in 1990s, when they put them in, when the FIA decreed that it would no longer sanction any circuit that had a straight longer than two kilometers. So this was after. Uh, French driver Roger Dorchy uh, had been timed at 252 miles per hour during the 1988 race. Mm-hmm. So now, due to the shorter length of the, sh- of the straights, top speeds at Le Mans are general- generally around 205 miles per hour. So, so a little, little less than 50 miles Top per speed hour. with the fastest cars is uh, 205. Yeah. Uh, right now, yes. Hmm. On what? Uh, but then I'm seeing yeah. in uh, in the uh, 2019 Lamar re- race results. So that was in the that's in the tracks wiki. Mm-hmm. But then the the race results, I see best speed, uh, and that's 248 miles per yeah, hour. Yeah, so. 205. That seems that seems too average, low. An average, yeah, maybe. That, right? Yeah, 248. Okay, so the, then the wiki is uh, yeah. erroneous. Okay, got it. You always know I'm right because I go, huh? <laughs> Well, I, I both uh, all, all kind of, no, no, you got both average. Both tabs. Yeah, he was on this one. I, yeah, I got you. Got I got it. it. I, got I just, it. I was like, two hundred five is not fast enough. Yeah. So let me let me get this right though, because to our point before, in nineteen eighty eight, he ran two fifty two, two fifty two, and now with the chicane, we're got, we're already up to two forty eight. Yeah, we're back. We're back. Right. <laughs> When's the second chicane going in? <laughs> I'm not sure. Right. You know, now, arguably, the cars are even safer now than they were then, but I don't know if there's much help for you when you hit a chicane at 248 miles an hour. You know you're hauling ass, too, when 
Chris says 205 miles an hour, and I'm like, mm, that's crawling. Yeah, sounds like. It's, it's barely moving. I don't even want to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I knew they were up they do higher that than Kenwood. that. But now, 1970, <laughs> eh, let's go 1973, see what happens. Because uh, I think those guys were 240-something back then. And those cars, whoo. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, you think back when we talked to, you know, guys like Parnelli Jones and, you know, talking about events like that back in the day. And he's like, eh, you know, we did this, we did that. It was a little shaky. It was a little weird. Made a lot of noise, a lot of vibrations, a little scary, a little tires, a little everything. <laughs> I think in, um, I think John Morton said in the Newman doc that he was driving his uh ferrari p3 or something in 1973 and he got up to like 242 or something still that the, the prettiest race car ever right is it yeah. the p3 p4 p5 I'm trying to think of that that ferrari yeah well from Le Mans, from the lamar movie yes sorry. 1973 fastest speed was 210.8 miles per hour huh was the fastest speed? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Maybe mm. seventy three wasn't that fast of a year. <laughs> maybe there was rules. Maybe they had to run catalytic converters. Have one tab open for this. Go to <laughs> go to seventy one. Unless see, they let's have seventy one like, is two hundred twenty four point four. Yeah. See, they, I wonder what that is. They just had a slow year. And that one is yeah. That one's probably the highest one in the seventies, all the way up to. Yeah, for a while actually. That's a, a Porsche uh, nine nine seventeen. Yes. Yeah, it's a. It's, I know it's a Porsche. All right, that's good. I'm semi satisfied. Um, Chris, find out if you can find out what the hell's going on at that Laguna Seca early December race. If they have run groups or there's something up on the there's something up on the track, whatever, like under events or something like that, because. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we could bring that Porsche out there. Yeah, it'd be too. fun. Be fun to bring it. All right, go ahead. Uh, so Geico, maybe you own your home or you rent your home. Either way, it can be a lot of hard work. But you know what's easy? Bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy, and that's a good thing too because you already have so much to do around your home already. So just go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. All right. What else is going on in the car world? In the uh, – ooh, let's see. In the car world, <clears throat> earlier this week we spoke to uh, – uh, Goldberg and I spoke to Matt Hagen. I don't know if you know Matt, but Matt's a funny car driver and he hmm. just uh, – funny car had a rocky little season. They managed to pull off I believe 11 races this season. He runs for Don Schumacher Racing and he – What do they normally pull off? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not exactly sure. I think okay. they like wipe the points and uh, they started fresh. And uh, uh, he walked away with the championship. But he's got a, a few championships now, and he's back on his uh, back on his farm, working his CBD and cattle ranch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, but it it was a good conversation with him because I was talking to him. And go, hey, you know that the prizes are down, the purse is, is down for the winners, and he talked about even. 
taking his bonuses from winning and just giving all of it to his team because his team had to take pay cuts for COVID and mm-hmm. in a lack of ticket sales. It was like mm-hmm. it was a tough season to pull off for NHRA. And then I don't really know much about the NHRA management, right? But they also lost a big sponsor, Mellow Yellow, uh, which is a Coca-Cola brand. Coca-Cola pulled out of the whole thing sort of mid-season going, eh, we're not going to do this anymore. And uh, I don't know, the last minute they were able to sign like Camping World to cover the bills for the organization. So I just kind of put it out there and said, what's the future of NHRA? How do we get it to thrive? Because it's a cool live event to go to of all Mm -hmm. the racing. You hear it on TV, but when you're there, you smell it, you feel it. It makes your eyes water. It feels like someone's pushing you in the chest when a car goes down the strip. Like it's when they fire when they fire it up in the pit. Yeah. Uh, it immediately, it's a concussion. They should, first things first, they should have a little one of those air horns and toot it <laughs> fire off. Fire the hole. Right. <laughs> you know? It really yeah. should because they fire that shit and the nitro's in the air and the sound is concussive and you can feel it. Oh my God, you can feel it. And when you're in the stands and you watch two of those cars, I can't imagine like Vegas, they run four wide. Oh, really? Two of those yeah. cars... You feel it push like on your body. You feel the right. pressure. It's mm-hmm. insane. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what if NHRA, does it make sense to do sort of a Roger Penske IndyCar theme? Mm-hmm. Do we roll up like a John Forrest and a Schumacher and a couple of big track owners and mm-hmm. put together a consortium and and buy the program? Somebody that knows – you know, what it costs to run cars and what it costs to bring in sponsorships and what people get paid. Because, by the way, a lot of the guys on those teams, they don't get paid a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You, know, the, you know, the clutch guy, the, you know, the, the, they're, not, they're not rich and they're on the road all the time and they're, you know, away from families or whatever. I mean, that's part of the excitement of racing. But, you know, it's, it's tough to pull it off financially. And although it is expensive to race one of those cars, it's not nearly as expensive as so many other forms of racing. What's going on with NASCAR? God forbid mm-hmm. F1. There's mm-hmm. hundreds of millions of dollars up there compared to, I don't know, $2 million. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, so I was just kind of wondering, <coughs> excuse me, if, uh, if it makes sense or there's any desire to, to make a shift in in drag racing because it, it is a fun event to go to at some point and it's always been i don't know kind of a kid centric event of all the racing events i've gone to nhra mm-hmm. has been more of the moms and dads bringing the kids to the event more mm-hmm. than anything mm-hmm. and uh, all the pits are kind of open like you can walk there's you know a rope so you can't get in the car but for the most part like the vendor booths and the cars are you can go up and down. It's kind of like when we go to Monterey Car Week. Mm-hmm. You can walk up, you know, and see all of the cars and the guys thrashing on their cars and getting ready for the race. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can do that at NHRA. Right. right? It's just open aisles and right. and you can go from team to team and get the photos and stuff. So it's fun to do. I, I'd be interested to hear more about what, what NHRA is going to do in the future, especially this COVID time. But uh, it was uh, – you know, it was interesting to talk to to Matt Hagen. Also, he's the dude's yoked. <laughs> that oh, dude, really? Oh, yeah, that dude's jacked. And uh, uh, we did the show, of course, with Goldberg, and we've done events together. And uh, those two guys, they could fire down a steak, hundred ounces, if you want. Really? <laughs> those guys, they're big boys. They're definitely big boys. 
Trying to think of uh, talks about how nervous even the night before just going out there and trying to win that championship. I can't imagine. Trying to think of um, who I used to uh, hang out with a little. Came and did Love Line a million years ago. Invited me out to the track. I can see his face. I can't. He drove for Skull, and he was a champion, sort of in circa like two thousand. Oh, I want to say his last mm. name is. Last name like Hand or something like that. I'm trying to think of the Go for Skull. Trying to think of who the hell. I don't remember. Who he, that was. I, I'd know. I'll know the guy in a second. You'll know the guy in a second. Max Pat, any news of Laguna Seca? I, I'm just seeing the schedule and when all the groups are racing, but I don't know what gr- what each group is yet. So I'm trying to. Oh, what are the groups? How many groups they got? Let's see. A, B, C, D, E. So one, two, five groups. I got five groups. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, that's going to be what December third or something like that. Yep, December third through the sixth, the Trans Am Speed Fest. Oh. Hmm. Third through the sixth. All right. We got to get our house, uh, oh, yeah. our Airbnb locked in, right? Yeah. I didn't even huh. think about that. <laughs> well, they got five groups. Well, it'd be interesting to find out what those what those groups are. Yeah. I'm just. I'm. I'm cannot find what each group is, but do they just have the whole schedule with all the different groups? Yeah, they always to kind of do that to you. Nah, I'll I'll make a yeah. I'll make a note. Hey, Max Pata, new new uh, thing. Um, who won the? Um, give us the top three drag racers of uh, nineteen ninety nine. Uh, funny car, funny car. Sorry, uh, and then I'll I'll know this guy yeah, in a second, and then let me uh, and then you'll know in a second too. Let me hit this. Uh, the guys from Dodge again. We all know that Dodge means horsepower and muscle, but. Uh, you know, Dodge also ranked number one for initial quality, and they were they were uh, awarded uh, best driver appeal for mass market brands as well by JD Power. So number one in initial quality and appeal in the same year. It's the first time a domestic automotive brand has run away run away with both awards in the same year. With enough style, horsepower, and performance to make your muscle car dreams come true, it's no wonder Dodge is getting those awards. There's never been a better time now to join the Brotherhood of Muscle, so see your local Dodge dealer today or visit Dodge.com. John Force. Mm-hmm. We know it's not John Force, not Tony Barone. Let's see. Yeah, I'm still 99. I think he wrote, I think he drove for John Force. Uh, just put uh, funny car. Skull, Bandit, Funny Car Driver, two thousand or something I like that. I don't exactly recall when Eric Medlin died. Harry Gant, no. But Medlin was on the team. This guy was the champion. Oh, maybe Don it's Trudeau. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. no. I'm uh, just reading down Google. So. I know. Uh, you know what? Look and make it two thousand and two. Maybe maybe it was a uh, maybe it was a little bit little bit later. See if that mm-hmm. uh, see if that works. It's probably ninety nine. It's probably a little, little early. Tommy Johnson Jr. No. Uh, Let's see Ron Caps. Yeah, it was Ron Caps. Okay. Oh, yeah. we talked about Caps. Caps has been here to the studio too. We, yeah, Caps has been on the show. Yeah, I just did a brain fart on uh, Ron. Yeah, find a picture of Ron Caps. Yeah, I, I forgot. He's about. running. Yeah, it's yeah, Ron Caps. Yeah. I, yeah. Which makes sense, because Caps mm-hmm. has been doing this for a while. I think he's running the uh, Napa auto parts car now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. With, uh, with Dodge. <laughs> yeah, that would, that, that would make sense. And I was... Uh, he's a nice guy. He's a really good... 
Yeah, he's yeah. a real nice guy. And he, he lives in South uh, uh, Southern California. He lives down in that like San Diegoish area, and he was a neighbor of Goldberg's. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, they what a couple. <laughs> those <laughs> those guys those guys are in love. What a power couple. <laughs> All right, uh, you can go uh, see me West Palm Beach, Florida, at the Improv, November twentieth and twenty first. Five sh- five shows, by the way. I'm doing a wow. Doing early shows are are going to be podcasts, and then the later shows are going to be stand-up, and then I'm doing a live Reasonable Doubt on, on Saturday as well, like a matinee. Also, uh, Naples, Florida, off the hook, January 16th, 17th, live podcast and stand-up there, too. I'm your emotional support animal. That is my book. It's uh, five stars on Amazon, but uh, go ahead and get it and leave a review, because I will read the reviews. And you can check out, um, I just go to amcrolla.com for all the live shows. What do you got? Just uh, follow me at Moderator on uh, on social media, and I'll post some fun stuff for you guys. So, until next time, this is Adam Carolla for Matt, the Moderator, DeAndrea saying, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Geico, you want to save a bunch of money? Do you own? Do you rent a home? Well, sure, you do one of those, and you work hard. You know, it's easy bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners and renters insurance along with your auto policy as well. It's a good thing, too, because uh, you already have so much to do around the house. Save a bunch of money at Geico. Geico makes it easy. Visit geico.com today.